podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Cheryl Smith writing and rewriting history first ever national title for Texas Tech. Jonathan Garibay, the boot is away. And it's gone. Welcome on, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And uh, not a very momentous occasion. Not too many positives we can take from this game that we just played, where Texas Tech suffers their first home loss of the season in embarrassing fashion to the Baylor Bears, losing 45 to 17. And to talk about just the gut-wrenching loss is the producer extraordinaire himself, my right-hand man, Dylan Smythe. What's up, Dylan? Very appropriate. We are recording this on Halloween. It is the night of Halloween, Monday night, and uh, that game was scary. That game was spooky, man. Um, just just no fun. Downright uh, awful. I mean, I think after West Virginia, we talked about when's the last time like we handled a conference opponent. Well, it's been a couple of weeks, but uh, now Texas Tech has been handled by a conference opponent, and uh, yeah, that just that wasn't fun. It wasn't fun, man. wasn't wasn't fun at all. And it's not like Baylor jumped on us from the beginning and they just blew us out from the first quarter. It was a methodical stabbing, right? It was it was stabbing at key areas, you know, stabbing the knee, stabbing the elbow, stabbing the, and then before you know it, you're bleeding out. That's that's kind of and that fourth quarter definitely felt like a bleed out uh, from all the pain that Baylor had inflicted with us from the very beginning. So so let's get into it. Uh, Talking about the game itself. So we start off. I thought the the game started off pretty interestingly. Back-to-back turnover on downs, right? So Baylor has a drive that goes, and they have a turnover on downs to start the game. And then Tech gets the ball. They have a drive that goes for seven plays as opposed to Baylor's ten plays. And we have a drive that ends on on downs. And the two most aggressive teams in the conference, two of the most aggressive teams in the nation when it comes to going forward on fourth, both of them going forward on fourth and, and losing the ball because of it, until Baylor scores a field goal. Um, right after that field goal, Tech has another seven-play drive, but we see a Baron Morton interception. And Dylan, this was a kind of a foreshadowing here. And to, even up to that point, Baron Morton, from the very beginning, saw some early struggles. What do you think up to this point? Yeah, this was just a bad game for Baron Morton. And you, you mentioned it. From, from the get-go, he looked bad. He looked uncomfortable. It didn't help that the Baylor defense was all over our offensive line. I think one guy had three sacks in this game. Like they, they were, they were all over us. So uh, that certainly didn't help Baron, but Baron usually, you know uh, what, what has worked for him so far is getting the ball out quickly um, in the tempo. And neither of those things seem to work on this Baylor defense. Now up to that point, we had only also, we only had 20 rushing yards up to that point and 14 of them came on one run. So it, it was really tough. Talking about the O line, we weren't able to get anything going. The running game wasn't going doing anything. The passing the 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 O line wasn't doing great in pass protection. It was rough, and because of that, Baron Morton was running for his life and making a lot of freshman mistakes. Right, throwing off of his back foot, throwing unbalanced, and that's where that first interception to Devin Lemire came. Was that he a, a really bad throw, bad decision, and ended up in an interception. Uh, but defense. 
Started off, played really well. Held, once again, held Baylor to and forced Baylor to a turnover on downs. Blake Shapin tried to run for the first down, slid a, bit too, slid a little bit too early, and um, we ended up having a situation where Tech gets, Tech offense gets the ball back, but a three and out. A three and out, and then Tech, uh, you know, a three and out, but defense once again comes forward. Another three and out on the defense side of the ball where they're having to punt. Tech gets the ball. Great field position. You even get a situation where you have a personal foul penalty giving you the ball all the way to the 32. You have a nice run from Zerodic Thompson, but still nothing going nothing going for Tech. Tie game until Baylor blows it open, and it's a 10-3 game. Um, and then another touchdown from Baylor makes it 17-3 at halftime. So what is your feeling there? And I kind of went through that rest of that first half there, Dylan, but what is your halftime feeling? Tech is down two touchdowns, back-to-back touchdowns by Baylor to end the half, and the offense still sputtering. Yeah, you mentioned it. Like we we were in this game, and then we weren't in a hurry. Um, it went from three to three to seventeen to three real quick. And the defense, for the most part, in the first half played very well. I think you know, obviously, there was a couple extra possessions they had to defend to give up seventeen. Uh, it was virtually ten. It was almost ten in the first half. Defense played really well, but uh, you said it. Offense was sputtering. Um, you know. I think um, Baron Warden was like four of seventeen at this point with two interceptions. Like he, he he was not having a great game. There was there was rumors that Tyler Shuck was warming up on the sideline, and you kind of wondered, okay, who's going to come out at half? And it was Baron Morton, and what does he do? He immediately throws an interception. So obviously, yeah. you're not feeling good. You're not feeling good. So yeah, that's so the middle ten. So against West Virginia, the middle ten. We talked about it last week. That won us the game. Right, that middle 10. And then what the middle 10 is, the last five minutes of the first half, the first five minutes of the second half. That can win or lose you a game. It can be the difference between a, a close game and a blowout. That's what happened when Tech played, beat West Virginia. That In that middle 10, we were able to score 10 points. And for in this game, the middle 10, um, Baylor was able to put up 14 points right off the bat. Actually, no, 21 points. They scored that second, that first touchdown in the second half. They scored boom, boom, both within the five minutes of the second quarter. And then they they did it here, scoring a touchdown right out, right out of the gate. So in the middle 10, scored 21 points. And just like that, it goes from a 3-3 game to a 24-3 game. Because of that interception, Baylor scoring a touchdown right after that. Um, but I will say this, down 24-3, Dylan, we, we've talked about this all season. Our, our fight, our grit. After that interception, we saw Tyler Chuck warming up. We're thinking Chuck's getting in the game. Baron Morton comes back in and leads the best drive we've had all 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 game. Fifteen play drive with Sir Roger Thompson running the ball. Great. Morton has that pass touchdown to Henry Teeter. It's twenty four ten. Then after a fumble recovery, they get the ball back again. A play drive, and just like that, it goes from a blowout twenty four three game to twenty four seventeen. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, um, you mentioned it. Just like the fight this team has, this we very easily could have rolled rolled over and died at that point. I think a lot of us was were almost anticipating that to happen. It's like twenty four to three. This game got out of hand fast. Our team's got nothing. And then, yeah, you mentioned it. Two back to back really nice drives. Um, Kitley gets some credit on that teeter teeter call. It was wide open. It was a great call. Um, and in the defense forcing that fumble and um, well, they gave up a touchdown in that, that stretch, but the defense played very well again in the second half and in this stretch as well. So uh, yeah, a lot of uh, you, you have to be happy with the team responding there, but uh, it, 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 the wheels fell off again. 
shortly after this. <laughs> so I, I got to give a shout out to Zach Kitley. I will give a shout out here, a positive shout out to Zach Kitley here, because I think those two drives were fantastically called drives. We got, the, we finally got the run game going, and it took Sir Roger Thompson to do it. But once the run game started going a little bit more, we dumped it off to the running a little. We had to, we spread that Baylor D line out a little, some, so they couldn't just tee off. They couldn't just tee off in the middle to Todd Brooks. They couldn't just tee off in the middle to, to Baron Morton. Great job by Zach Kittley in those two drives, getting us back in the game. A lot of credit goes to him for those two drives. A lot of credit goes to Baron Morton for his composure down three touchdowns to getting us back in the game. That's what I will say about those two people for those two drives right now. All right. Feel, we feel good. Feel good. So we'll go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so we're, we're praising Wes Kitley or I mean not Wes. I've done that so many times. Zach Kitley. <laughs> it's going to be, you're, you're going to do it as long as Zach Kitley's here. Yeah. It's just, it is. You're praising Zach Kitley because yeah, yes. two just wonderful, masterful drives uh, Baron yes. Morton seems to have a little bit of stability. He seems to have found his his rhythm, and then Donovan Smith walks in the game. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get to all that, before we get to all that, I do I just want to talk. So the last I will I, after we're down by only a touchdown, we're back in the game. We have all the momentum. The crowd's back in it because the crowd's been quiet since the first, since the middle of the second quarter. Crowd's back in it, and Baylor does the drive that wins the game, which is. 11 plays, five minutes, down the field, Richard Reese running it down our throats, touchdown. It's a two-touchdown drive. And then the fourth quarter happens where all hell breaks loose. Tech does everything they can to lose the game. Quarterbacks come in, multiple interceptions. We have a pick six by a quarterback. We have so many times we're forcing the ball. Grand total of five interceptions are thrown. That fourth quarter was a fourth quarter from hell, and it all really started with that long play where now everybody in the arena knows you need to score twice to tie the game and it, it it's it's just absolutely it's chaos so i won't necessarily i i, I want to do a recap of the game really talk about our feelings up to that point because that fourth quarter there's no point in detailing that a bunch of shit just happened right like like in the words of the infamous words of chris paul shit went bad real quick right and so all that being said okay so i i gave i gave so let's talk about First things first I want to talk about is, is Baron Morton and his play in this game, right? So I, I want to talk about Baron Morton, his play in this game. So Baron Morton, his final stat line was uh, he's threw for 152 yards, one touchdown. Um, he also threw three interceptions, had a QBR of 29.9, and his final – Passing completion was 32%. Uh, one of the lowest passing completions of a guy throwing over 30 passes in Texas Tech history. Um, I actually think somebody said it was one of the worst passing completions in Big 12 history for somebody throwing over 30 passes in the game. Um, was not good from Baron Morton at all, whatsoever. Um, as bad as Baron Morton was in this game, Dylan, I think one person was worse. That person's name is Zach Kelly. I, <laughs> I gave him credit for those two drives. I thought those two drives were fantastic. I thought they were masterful. I thought they were incredible. I have a lot of questions for Zach Kitley. A lot of questions for Zach Kitley in this game. Um, 
the first half was it was a struggle bus because and a lot of that struggle is hard to really make in-game adjustments when you haven't really come back and and regroup and really thought about things. So I don't necessarily blame them for the first half too much. The O-line was what wasn't good. I mean, the O-line just flat out got manhandled in this game. I, I would argue more than they ever really have. Baron Morton was running for his life um, for a good portion of of this game, and because of that. He had a lot of he had a lot of mistakes where he's throwing off his back foot. I thought in the third quarter we did a good job of getting back in the game by rectifying some of that, having him roll out more, having him in motion, having the O line in motion, to, to and then so much pressing in the fourth quarter. So and that's because so much of we saw Donovan Smith I, in the in the chat, Dylan. You put a um, I'm going on a rant here a little bit, but. You put something in the chat because you saw Donovan Smith. I think it was in the second quarter. He, he came in and threw a pass. It was a great pass, dropping the bucket at the back of the end zone that was just dropped uh, by Loic Fungi. And you said, "Wait, it, did, did Donovan Smith just come in for a play like randomly?" And in my head, I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." Baron Martin must have just like his helmet must have just come off or something. Like we just they just didn't say it. Like there's no way you just randomly put in a quarterback for one or two plays and take him out. That doesn't make any sense. So no, it must be just it must just must just be you know a uniform issue and so and then of course martin comes back in i'm like yeah yeah that's all that is and, and then smith comes in again randomly in the fourth quarter out of nowhere you run a running play that looks like a design package which okay that's fine and then you have him throw which he hasn't thrown in the last two hours so he randomly throws he throws an interception because it's his first it's only the second pass he's made in three weeks four weeks and so um just it, it, it was it made no sense and then after having Tyler Shuck warm up four series in a row, you finally put him in, and he's awful. He has a, that noodle arm interception that turned into a pick six because he hasn't thrown a ball in months. Um, just I and and apart, Joey McGuire also deserves blame because Zach Kelly's not making these decisions without the the, the big bosses um, saying it. Just I I'm just so confused as far as how this entire game. I I, I left that game like what the hell just happened. I'm so utterly confused. Yeah, that's probably what confused me the most was the decisions when to play quarterbacks. Um, Donovan Smith, Morton finally had momentum, finally had momentum going for him. And and yeah, we inserted Donovan Smith um, just to throw an interception, like just to get cute and try and throw something deep. You know, uh, I, I really thought that decision was dumb and I, I really didn't like it. And then you, you go into the fourth quarter and you've kind of let it ride with uh, Baron Morton, right? He's thrown three interceptions, but you've, you've let him play the rest of the game. And then I think with like four minutes ago, you just decide to throw a check out there for what? Just, just to see how he looked in live game action. Like at that point, I don't know. Just let Baron finish the game. I, it was just like I didn't understand when we were playing quarterbacks for what reasons, and to have all three quarterbacks have an interception, mm, not good. So a lot of fans have have when talking about the quarterbacks, a lot of fans get scared of. Well, if we don't do this, he's going to transfer. If you don't do this, he's going to transfer. He's going to transfer. He's going to transfer. I will say this: if I'm a quarterback. Nothing will make me want to transfer more than you randomly throwing me out there for one pass for me to throw an interception and then pulling me. That nothing will make me want to leave the university to leave the school more than that. Nothing will make me want to leave more than you making me warm up to get in the game three or four times. And then I don't get to go in the game until we're down three touchdowns. I get one pass to the outside. And I'll say this, the Tyler Chuck pass was terrible. Like people are talking about the Donovan Smith pass. Tyler Chuck pass was of, of a guy who hadn't thrown the football in three months because he's a guy that hasn't thrown the football in three months. And right. And so if that more than not playing me, 
th- what happened with Donovan Smith and Tyler Shuck, that if it's if it's me, I'm not talking about their mindset. I'm saying if it's me, if it's if I'm Albie and you're putting me in that situation, nothing will make me think about leaving the school more than those two situations there. I, I it was it made zero sense. I, I didn't get it. I didn't like it. I just everything about that fourth quarter can go to hell. Everything about that fourth quarter can go to hell. It was just was not a fun fourth quarter at all. Um, I don't know what that. And listen, Barry Morton did not play well. Like flat out, did not play well. He is a true freshman, nineteen year old quarterback. If you're gonna make the decision to have him as your starter, you make the full decision to have him as your starter. There is no, oh well, let's go back and forth. Let's do none of that. You got to take the lumps with it. You made this decision. You decided that Donovan Smith, we're gonna have him as the backup. Cool, that's fine. But if they're going to do that, you got to stick with Barry Morton through the good and the bad. And this is a lot of bad, but you got to stick with it. Yeah, Joey McGuire is going to drive Texas Tech fans nuts by saying every week in his press conference, every single week, you're going to see all three quarterbacks. Oh, by the way, do you know we have a package where we're going to see, we're going to have all three quarterbacks on the field at the same time. Like, that was fun in the beginning, but now it's just infuriating. <laughs> I think he's trolling at this point. I yeah, really do. I agree. I really, I really think he's trolling at this point. Because when I heard it, so again, we're recording this on Monday. We heard in the press conference, he said, ah, now is the perfect time to whip out the three-quarterback package. They're like, ah, uh, you a-hole. Okay, I see what you're doing there. I'm not going to fall for it this time. How dare you, right? Um, but yeah, it's just that that fourth quarter was, it. it that was rough. I, I don't know what the hell I was looking at. At times, it just wasn't good. And then not only that, I think one another thing, another problem that I had with Zach Kelly's calling in this game, um, I didn't think outside of those two drives, right? And when I'm when I'm critiquing Zach Kelly, I'm not talking about those two drives. I thought those two drives were masterful. Our running game was virtually non-existent, and we kind of abandoned it, especially in the first half, right? When we could not get any points, we we kind of abandoned it. Now Bailey did an incredible job of stuffing it at times, right? But I, I felt that. Todd and, and, and Sarajah wasn't given enough opportunities. I mean, as, as the game ended, at the end of it, they went, I mean, 26, um, t- between the two of them, 26 carries for 164 yards. Not bad. Not bad at all. Now, a lot of that was in those two, mainly in those two drives. But out, even outside of those drives, they, they were decent. They were okay. But it seemed like at times we just abandoned the run. And, and 34 passes to 26 runs when you're running game, is going to help out the fact that your quarterback's running for his life. I get we're behind the second half, but that is the better way to do it. Actually, sorry, uh, 26 runs to 38 passes. And mind you, Morton ran six times, and none of them were design runs. So there's there's that too, right? Um, it's it's yeah, I, I did not like that variability when the passing game is not working, the pass protection is not working. Barron is – and we had a situation we've talked about a lot of times with Darren Donovan Smith. Because he's running for his life, even when he's in the pocket – his, his Donovan's before previously Donovan Smith's throws would be off target. Same thing happened here with Baron Morton. Even when he was in the pocket, his throws were off target because he was quickly throwing it. He was he was getting ready and saying, "Okay, I got to get this out quickly," even though there's nobody around him. It actually reminded me a lot, Dylan, of last year when Donovan Smith played Oklahoma State, and and just how dominant that defense was. Donovan Smith couldn't get anything going. And even when he had a clean pocket, he was overthrowing or underthrowing his receivers because he was so scared of something was coming up. I thought the same thing happened with Barry Morton in this game. Um, the difference is we didn't we, – we, and actually, funny enough, in that game, we did bench Donovan Smith for a series for Barry Morton. Morton came in, didn't look good, and they put Smith back in. Um, in this game, it, it, it just – shit went bad real quick. I, I don't know how else to say it. It was just – everything about it was was bad. I think you got to give Baylor some credit here. Um 
the their run game was really good. I think 240 something yards on the ground. Um, I don't I don't know if that's happened to us. I think Texas probably got close, but that might be the most rushing yards we give up all year. Um, so I, I don't have the time and possession stats in front of you, but 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 Baylor had the ball a lot. Um, you you look at. I think we had 70, we ran 73 plays in this game and we averaged 90. We've had a few games in the hundreds like Baylor just dominated time possession by running the football. So you mentioned some people not getting as many opportunities as we're used to. That's just because Baylor did not give us as many opportunities as we're used to. So Baylor deserves some credit, but yeah, the, the game, there was the one moment of, of resiliency where we could have folded over and died. And when we came back and made it interesting, but it uh that game just took a turn on us real quick in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was the fourth quarter from hell. Um, so to your point though, that, that there, I mean, there is that is the good. That is the silver lining. Is is that those those two drives? And I go back to those two drives and say, see, this is what we can do. This is why the game the game looks like a, a complete blowout. And we and we, I kind of joked early in the episode saying it was, but in the fourth quarter, we're only down two uh, one touchdown. It's it's twenty four to seventeen at the beginning of the fourth quarter. The Texas Tech is very much in it, and that drive where they just rode Richard Reese's back until he for him to win the game. That's what that's what won it for Baylor, and it was that methodical play calling of, "Yep, yeah, we're just gonna chill, we're just gonna chill here, let Richard Reese take us to the promised land." And it was definitely um, it was admirable and good to see. Uh, but flip side of that, it kind of forced forced Tech's hand. I, I thought Aranda's staff, especially in the second half, did a great job of out coaching our guys. Um, uh, and and McGuire and 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 Kitley really pressed, right? They they wanted this game bad. I know I know McGuire wanted this game bad, and it was a lot of pressing in the fourth quarter. We got to make something shake. We got it. We cannot lose this game, and we did. We won it. We won it by a lot. Uh, it wasn't good. So real quick to answer your question, Dylan, Kansas State is the only other team this year that put up more than 200 rushing yards on the season. A lot of that was from their quarterback, Adrian Martinez. A lot of, some of it was from Darren Sproles, but a lot of it was from the quarterback. Darren Sproles. Um, <laughs> or not Darren Sproles. Um, Might as well have been. Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn, Darren Sproles. They're very similar body types. Um, I forgot yeah, about that no, one. They, they did that in a couple plays. <laughs> but I'll say this. Deuce Vaughn did not put up. He himself didn't put up to 200. So we have not. We, so, Richard Reese and shout out to the shout out to the young gun. We talked about him in the preview pod as far as how good of a running back he was. And he puts up Deuce Vaughn put up 170. Richard Reese put up 148. So he's the second highest total from one individual player that Tech has played all season. Um, and he's a true freshman, 18-year-old young gun. And so shout out to him. He played well. The Baylor O-line played well. I like we talked about in the preview pod that Blake Shapin wasn't any like wasn't somebody to be scared of and guess and i'm still not scared of him the best thing blake shapen did in this game was run when he needed to um he he had 30 yards rushing running himself and so i thought he played well but um i think three things lost us the game and that was conversions by baylor uh or well four things conversions by baylor richard reese uh texas tech's coaching staff doing i don't know what the hell and then turnovers from the baylor defense well, yeah, that Baylor five defense, interceptions, like five and a fumble or sorry. No, I'm sorry. I take that back. Uh, Baylor had a lost fumble, but yeah, five interceptions from the Baylor secondary, even, even with the, the quarterback carousel and all this other stuff, you still got to catch it. Baylor still got to catch it. And they forced five, count them five interceptions. 
Um, all three quarterbacks that played in this game all threw an interception. You had that noodle arm pick six from Shuck, the interception in the middle, and then Baron Morton throwing it up for uh, uh, like it was Christmas, like it was Christmas, giving free presents out there. Uh, five interceptions on the game. Bad. Just all bad. That that fourth quarter was three interceptions in one quarter. Three interceptions in the fourth quarter alone. Just just really, really bad. Yeah, the uh, turnover bug for Texas Tech. We, we had it early on in the season. We kind of got rid of it for a week or two, and, and it's back. We lead, we, Dylan, we lead the conference in turnovers. And, and now, after five interceptions, we lead the conference in turnovers by a lot. Um, we also lead the conference in – or we're last in the conference in turnover differential because we're not – there's only one game we've taken three, and that was last week against West Virginia. We haven't taken three in any other game. We took one in this game in that fumble recovery. But um, just that it, it, it's not good. This game wasn't good. Um, the fourth quarter was, like I said, a fourth quarter from hell. I said it like ten times on the spot already. Just that it, – it, it was truly, truly bad. Um, not a lot of outside of those two drives, not a lot of positives you can take from this one. The uh, only positive for getting our butt whipped is uh, our podcasts are usually pretty short. We can get in and out of here pretty quick. <laughs> that's 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 about to happen here because I don't I don't really have too much to say here. I will yeah. say and another silver lining up until the fourth quarter when you had nothing that the defense did play fairly well. Given the scenarios, given the situations they were in, tried their best to play well. Baylor just had really good methodical drives and and really pushed and forced the tempo and forced the issue. Um, I thought Kosai Eldridge played very well. Had led the team in tackles, twelve tackles on the day. Um, uh, he he was out there. Tyree Wilson, another game where he's able to able to show show scouts just how good he is. I uh, had two tackles for loss and and both tackles for loss in big situations. Um, I had a QB hurry as well. Uh, and then the the law firm of Bradford and Hutchins also um, a couple good nice tag team tackles. Any other shout outs you want to give? Primarily on the defense, I don't think anybody on the offense deserves a shout out. Uh, Tony Bradford was going to be mine, so you covered it. He he was kind of living in the backfield in this game. He he was trying to make it hard. Him and Tyree Wilson were trying to make it hard for Blake Shapen. Yeah, I mean the front seven played well. The front seven played well. Secondary, but like, I, I, it wasn't. I don't have too much to say. I mean, Le, Baylor scored three touchdowns in the second half. A lot of it was that methodical Richard Reese drive. I thought Baylor played really well there. Um, then he had pick six. A lot of bad situations, and some of them the Baylor tried, tried or the defense tried to overcome it. I think one thing is going to happen is at the end of the year you're going to see a, a situation where the Baylor defense is st- uh, Baylor defense. The Texas Tech defense stats aren't going to look great, and you're going to need a lot of context. This is one of those games where. The stats don't look great. You gave up 442 total yards to Baylor, and you're like, oh, man, the, the defense got whooped. And it's like, guys, they were put in terrible situations. Yeah. Really bad situations. Um, five interceptions. And, and they literally had to – five extra possessions they had to get on the field for. It. Yeah. And, and not to mention time of possession. So you talked about it earlier in the pod. I, I, I just looked it up. 40 minutes of time of possession for Baylor – um, 19 minutes for Texas Tech, 40-17 for Baylor, 19-43 for Texas Tech. So basically two-thirds of the game was Baylor had the ball, a, a full two-thirds. You're not going to win games that way. You're just not. You're not going to win any game. doesn't matter if it's American football, association football, basketball. doesn't matter. You're not going to win games when you do not have uh, – when you're getting beat that badly in time of possession. Just not. So um, – one way that you are going to win most of your games and and you're going to win in life is going to home field apparel. 
Home Field Apparel has some of the best swags you're going to have out there. If you want to grab, go on there and buy some Baylor shirts to burn, feel free to. And when you do that, if you're going to buy Baylor shirts to burn, you're going to use our promo code to get 15% off your first order. And that is TAKES12, T-A-K-E-S-1-2. That is the best way. Because if you're going to buy Baylor shirts, you don't want to spend all that money to buy the Baylor shirt to burn. You want to save some money there. And then while you're buying that burn Baylor shirt, make sure to get yourself a tortilla toss shirt as well. It's my favorite shirt on the on the website. So use our promo code TAKES12, T-A-K-E-S-1-2. Uh, Dylan, anything else you want to say about this game? Not about this game, but about burning clothes. Uh, maybe let, let's try and find like a shelter to donate them to. Maybe I don't know. Let's, let's not let's nah, not burn man. the clothes. Nah, man. What? Okay, first of all, if you're if we're donating Baylor shirts to to a Lubbock shelter, okay, we don't we don't, I, I want to I when I send things to the shelter, I want them swagged up still. I want them looking good. I don't want any green and yellow, green and gold. Mail it. So if anything, mail it to some some place in in Waco, I'm sure they'd love to have it. How about this? How about this? For every Baylor shirt that's burned, you get a tech shirt to donate. No, I feel like that's good. I just don't. No? I just don't like the idea of burning t-shirts. It seems wasteful. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's Dylan's not wrong. Dylan's not wrong. But um, we'll, we'll we'll take your we'll take your uh, your suggestion. You can, I can, you can take either one. You can burn it and say in honor of Albie, or you can donate it like the. Good Would man you ever burn Smythers. a jersey? Yeah, I would. You would. I would. Like if uh, no. I, I'm trying to think of who, like, well, you're... You probably don't have like any... If my, well, like, if my starting quarterback was a, a known predator... Oh, yeah, if you had a Deshaun had Watson jersey. Lawsuits, I, no, I just threw it in the trash. I didn't... I had a I had a Deshaun Watson shirt I threw in the trash. You know, I... I, I didn't burn I it. was going to judge you for burning a jersey, but I would have been okay with that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just won't put it on... I won't put it on social media like a loser. <laughs> Tag them. I'll just do it. Yeah, no, I'll just do it in the privacy of my own home. Uh, if I'm going to be a loser, I'm going to do it quietly. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to do. Um, so speaking of losers, Texas Tech loses 45-17. I'm <laughs> nah, just joking. Uh, so Texas Tech does come back. They have a game um, next week against, after playing the Baylor Bears, they have a game against, I don't know, an undefeated team who's the best team in the Big 12, the TCU Horn Frogs. Um, in, in, Lubbock, in Lubbock East, so it is in Fort Worth. Um, Big Noon Saturday will be in Fort Worth. Did you know that, Dylan? They will yeah. be on TCU campus. Big Noon Saturday. I know nobody cares about Fox Sports and Big Noon Saturday, but that's uh, something, you know. Um, so to see that game, uh, I I I have I come in the game with no expectations. And lately, recently, when I come in the game with no expectations, expecting Tech to lose, we show out. So potential positive where we messed up was we predicted a tech win and that's both of us did in a game that you know we shouldn't so um so that'll do it uh, anything else you want to say to the people dylan well that is it i mean long story short bad game horrendous fourth quarter uh i, I think the fourth quarter is one where the coaches just burn the tape you can show up to up to up to that last drive where Baylor goes up 31-17. There's a lot of good to be can take in. There's a lot of lessons learned for both offense and defense to really show up and get ready for the TCU game. Everything, literally everything after Baylor goes up 31-17, burn the tape. If we're gonna burn anything, you'll burn that tape from that moment on because nothing good happened after the after, if, if nothing 
that you can take take away from happened after that touchdown was scored. Absolutely zero. So that was is I don't know what the hell happened, but Texas Tech did lose by a margin that I'm not proud of. Um, so we still got two more wins, and hopefully we get a win here against TCU this weekend. With that being said, we will have a preview pod for that TCU game, and I will say Texas Tech TCU games always weird, always fun. So that should be a fun one as well. So for the producer extraordinaire, that is Dylan Smythe. This is Albie Shore, and you've been listening to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network and the official podcast of Red Raider Sports. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.